0: slash zane don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash zane to get an extra three months of expressvpn for free well you know i'm gonna have to eventually start the show welcome to the eric's podcast from the impact power sports studio a daily show where i describe news nonsense and my personal adventures from right here holy cow i see kenny's already talking about it So sleepy, but staying up for those final three minutes from Miami was so worth it last night. Not everybody knows what he's talking about because on the Monday night football game, the shit hit the fan. It was one of these marvelous moments where there's a total collapse. The Dolphins are uh, beating the Titans by like two touchdowns. It was just three and a half, four minutes left. You know, Tennessee's got this scrappy quarterback, this young Will Levis, who's kind of a, kind of a bitch. I mean, in a good way, I saw him earlier in the game. He was, uh, he scrambled. He'll, he'll run out of the pocket and then he doesn't like slide. And he's a big dude. He's a big white gorilla And, uh, it was a crazy play where some, some guy from the dolphins was going to sack him and he somehow wiggled his way out of it. Then he takes off instead of sliding, he like puts his head down and smashes into some dude on the dolphins and just crushes him. Like this guy is a, is a scrappy son of a bitch. But uh, he's kind of a reckless... He's probably going to be paralyzed in a couple of weeks because he plays with so much reckless abandon. Will the Thrill. But you're like, well, what? wait a minute. What happened? Joe Pellerito. Not to be confused with show stalker Mike Pellerito. He sent along a fantastic video of some... Super duper football fan describing what happened in a, uh, describing, describing what happened in the game in a TikTok. And it, it was great. All right. This is the last three minutes, last four minutes of this game. Now, if you're, if you're listening, it's going to be tough to follow, but it's still a good listen just to hear this guy. Describing it and losing his shit.
1: Miami Dolphins, what the fuck happened? I wanna know. 20 to 13, 528 on the clock. This game is over. Look at these boneheads in the end zone. What the fuck happened, Dolphins? This is an all time sell job. People went to bed after this touchdown. Gonna make it 27 to 13, 434 on the clock. Look at the Dolphins, clowning, absolutely clowning the Titans. They're doing tricks on it in the end zone, doing splits on Will Levis's head. A literal GTA strip club twerk session. Not to mention this shit, 14 point favorites on a Monday night. What the hell is going on in Miami? But what if I told you, with 308 on the clock, down 14, Will Levis will just chip away, chip away. Just a casual garbage time touchdown. Will Levis scrambles out, should mean nothing. The game is still over. They go for two, they get it. Levis has a dog in him. And suddenly, we're third and six. Tua steps back, he's gonna get drugged down. What the hell is going on? Levis gets the ball back. I wanna know what it looks like in Miami fans living rooms. Because what the hell happened? And King Henry brings it home for the Titans. Dolphins. Dolphins.
0: Now, you'll notice that that was just still a minute 40 left on the clock. They did all that in, well, uh, less than two minutes. The Dolphins or the, the Titans scored all those points in less than two minutes. Oh my God. 14 point favorites. Just absolute shambles. It's the fucking ghost of Frank Wycheck. It's a Music City miracle.
1: And on a fourth and two, Tommy Cutlets did it. Game-winning drive. Tua couldn't. He goes down. Titans
0: win. (laughs) Holy shit. The memory of Frank Wycheck. Oh my God. And that's what Patrick says. He said the same thing. The Titans did it for Y You said the same thing I was thinking. Aram said the dolphins looked ridiculous doing those antics in the end zone. Yeah. And knowing what we know now after that ridiculous comeback. Oh, I've got a lot of people. uh, I see Amanda is commenting. Can I please have that guy commentate everything? He's fantastic. Kenny says, I need that TikTok. I'll send it off to you. Oh, God. That was ridiculously awesome. I like that Will Levis dude. He reminds me of like a more burly version of Brett Favre. Just kind of get in there, say, fuck you, and just sling it. Doesn't give a fuck. Throws it into quadruple coverage. He's got five guys wide open. He tucks it and runs. Probably the coach is probably uh, pulling his hair out at the with the guy. God damn it. He was wide open. What the fuck is wrong? I saw a lane coach. I had to run. Tyler says, dude on the TikTok sounds like an overexcited soul. Cole says, without Tyreek Hill, the Dolphins are basically a high school team. Uh, Kenny adds, first comeback by a team. Aha! Hey, man, that's first comeback by a team down by 14. In the last three minutes since 2016, baby Kenny's pulling out all these obscure stats. Cole says we might as well watch the Music City Miracle now. Now we watched it yesterday on uh, I think it's Patreon. May- maybe that illegal pass by Frank Wycheck. Holy shit! Kenny says, yeah, Cole, that was a Patreon yesterday and Eric was rude about it. Of course, I I wasn't rude about it. What are you talking about? I honored the memory of Frank Wycheck. The guy passed away, uh, had a very good career, uh, uh, but most widely known because of throwing a forward pass that the ref said, hey, Uh, The NFL said we have to allow this because it makes for a great story and we hate the Buffalo Bills. That's what happened there. I mean, come on. Everybody knows it. But uh, Frank Wycheck's falling down and hitting his head. Passes away, in case you haven't heard that story. Tyler says the NFL should have allowed the Titans one free illegal forward pass, quote, lateral, to honor Wycheck. Aram says, please do not honor anyone else people love, Eric. Rick from TC Paintball checks in by saying it wasn't a forward pass. Oh, you you don't have eyes. I get you. What a ridiculous thing to suggest. Do I need to do it again? Do I need to go over it with you one more time? Why do you people insist on this? Well, if you must. Wade Phillips, who was under so much fire this week for his decision, which we said no matter. Yeah, he, like, switched quarterbacks. You know, and, and here's, here are the bills. And what you think about it, it is a courageous thing. Game-winning field goal. All these people in Tennessee, they are like, oh, boy, better to luck next year. To make a change at. What I would not do is kick this thing, squib kick this thing short. No, i kick it deep. I would make him
1: use as much of the clock and take my chances Doug on a return. Christie,
0: legend. As opposed to squib
1: kicking it, let him get it with about 12 seconds Theisland to go. And a possibility for a play.
0: Dyson and Bird are deep. Remember, fat ass catches it, and he hands it to bigger fat ass, Wycheck. Wycheck is the guy who died over the weekend at just 52 years of old, uh, Fifty-two years of age. May he rest in. Fifty-two years of old. Taken by Neil. Now watch this. He, here you go. Now look at. He throws it here. He gives. A, look at how far down this guy is. Oh my God. What a what a easy to easy Neil, to call. He gives. Look at. he's throwing it here and this guy's here. How is that not a forward pass? It's a wide check. check. That looked like a forward pass. It was a forward pass taken by Dyson. Dyson's sideline. Dyson's gonna go
1: all
0: the way. there no flag. Yeah. The the announcers can't believe it. They're like, okay, the I this clearly is the fix is in. Here's a great view Best of it. Best angle
1: I can give you.
0: Badass White- catches it. Check start to the right. Now is Dyson. And then this guy here, he goes long. He's like going for the bomb. Behind him. That's the question. No. Uh, look at that. Oh, that's horrible. Look at how, how much, how, fo- okay. Wycheck is at the 19 yard line and Dyson is almost at the 30. Oh,
1: no, it's a forward pass.
0: Yeah. And they they said, Nope, nope. It was a lateral. Screw the bills. What a crock of shit. So bad. So bad. Now, what's crazy about that is no matter how many times I show this to some of you numbskulls, you're not gonna you you're just not gonna believe it. It's like you see things. In an alternate re- reality, I, I, I mean, I just clearly showed you that Dyson was about one inch away from the 30 Y check was at the 17 and then he threw it and it was just a catastrophe. Amanda says, I never understand football forward pass is bad. No, the only, okay. On that type of play, a kickoff, the rule is you can only throw it backwards you can throw a forward pass when the quarterback says hike and he's behind the line of scrimmage. A kickoff, you cannot have a forward pass. That's that's the one thing you and then the, uh the Titans though did there. They th- threw a forward pass and then the ref said, "Hey, that's a pretty cool play. So we're going to allow it." And then that's it. On any on on a regular play like first down, second down, third down, fourth down, those plays you can throw a forward pass if you're be, if you're behind the uh, line of scrimmage. Cole says they didn't deserve to win for benching Flutie, but that was a forward pass. Kenny. Says, and that ball actually went slightly backwards with the last view, but Eric wants to be an R-word about it. Are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? Watch. This is where he is. Yeah, here's the line. This is where Wycheck is. This is where he is. And that's where Dyson is. Look it. You can see the path of the ball is clearly going forward. How can you not see that? But he stepped- Wycheck throws it at the 18, and Dyson catches it almost at the 30. Back. That's a forward pass. Gonna- see, the announcers know. I'll tell you why it's going to be hard to tell. Because the ball is right on- So there you go. I mean, uh, uh, ball don't lie, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Tyler says case closed. I, that's what I thought. And that's what the whole world thought. I was standing in my kitchen in Knoxville watching that on a little TV I had in the kitchen. So same thing. Same thing as I do now. I watch the games while I'm making food. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. Call it back. And they had, and they had replay. But there have been moments where refs have um, had the proof in the video. And then they, they don't, for some reason, what is irrefutable proof, uh they they don't turn it. I I I never understood that. It was easily the biggest hose job in the history of sports. Titans end up going on to the Super Bowl that year. Stevie says, Hold on, this play is how old? Um twenty-three, I'm guessing. I don't know what Kenny is doing there. He spells uh, a word that I think stands for something and he spells it goosefraba g o o s f r a b b a, and then he says don't take anything Eric says seriously. My God. Corey says people in Buffalo have nothing else to live for except for the bills and this (laughs) fills me with joy that they were made miserable once again. That's horrible. <clears throat> Patrick says Joe Thiesman is a creep and an idiot who peddles weight loss crackers. Oh, I know what that's a reference to. I remember one time we had Thiesman on. We had him on a few times. The one time in particular, he was, um, peddling Kingsford charcoal. And we get him on and we start talking to him. We've been on the air with him for 30 seconds. And then he actually says, hey, uh, guys, I got to wrap this up. I got to go. And then he we go, what? And he goes, yeah, uh, buy Kingsford charcoal for your tailgate party. Kingsford charcoal is the best. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. I got to go. We're like, what the fuck? Well, anyway, that ridiculous play on Monday Night Football last night was in honor of uh, Frank Wycheck. But again, it doesn't quite work because uh, last night's bills did everything right and did not break any rules whatsoever. And they won the damn football game. It's moments like that. Um, that makes me not feel as bad about how miserable the lions are finishing this, this football season. Because, um, what did I say? Bills Titans. I don't know what the hell I'm doing today. I didn't get that sound of sleep last night. So if I misspoke there, whatever, deal with it. Don't correct me now. I do not know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, it's moments like that. That makes me think that. The end of the world is not near for the lions, but then they play again. And I go, Oh no, the end of the world is near for the lions. I went ahead on social media. I follow all these, um, uh, fucking Detroit lions pages and shit. Like, Oh yeah, here's a clip of the coach. I got to watch this. I'm so pumped up. E-Rock is here. What up E-Rock? I went and unsubscribed from all those pages that show up. I I can't stand it anymore. I am so off of the GD bandwagon now. I can't do it. I can't do it. They suck. They could very well... They lost two out of their last five. They could very well have lost five out of their last five if it wasn't for whatever. Last second bullshit... Which means right now, they could very well be six and seven. But somehow, these assholes are nine and four. And I am just, I'm, I'm off the bandwagon, totally. Totally off the bandwagon. Now, I, I, I could get back on, there's no question. But right now, this is, this is the life of a Lions fan. On again, off again. Joe Martinez says they're going to lose to Denver, Dallas, and at least one to Minnesota. Uh, I am not ruling that out at all. In fact, I don't even think if they lose all four and finish the year nine and eight after being nine and three. Oh my God. Actually they were uh, they had only when they had two losses to Green Bay, they were uh six and two at that point. To go six and two? No, I'm fucking that up. Either way, it doesn't matter. They suck dick. I am so not about them right now. Which is saying something because I was all all this, um all, through all this season, I've been just on fire. What the fuck's up with my hair? Can't have that. All right, welcome in. So glad you guys are here. I have an update for you. Uh, the great food giveaway with tampons is starting to get really, really fantastic. I need to go to the tote board with you to give you an update. Yesterday, we talked about our 40th donation to put us at $4,644.21. donated. To pay for all of that food and uh, all of those tampons, great food giveaway number four with tampons is coming. Since that time, we got a fifty-dollar donation and we got a twenty-five-dollar donation. I sound like I'm drunk. It was Asian four six four four point two one plus oh shit four. plus $75. That puts us at $4,719.21. The food was $3,083, so I think, or thereabout, which means we have... $1,250.72 for ladies' feminine products. A week from Thursday, I'll be at Irvine's Auto Repair. We will be at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. People will pull up in their cars, will put a box of food into their car, Christmas ham, sack of potatoes. Uh, two cans of corn, not to mention uh, gravy, rolls and a pumpkin pie. Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance will have pet food if they need it, all for free. And then the the question has to be asked, do you need any tampons? Now, there can be no dudes giving away tampons. There's a code between chicks. You don't want a guy that looks as fucked up as uh, Kevin Kuyper's giving away tampons or me. We look like the type of guys who would use use tampons uh, as teabags. That's a horrible visual. So you will be giving away, ladies will be giving away tampons to other people. So they get a car full of food, dog food, and tampons. Here you go. And uh, people are now mailing tampons in. I got a box of tampons mailed to me. I know Megan has had a few boxes of tampons mailed to her. News flash. I just found out that this week the price of potatoes is a dollar off a bag that would take $100 off of our food bill and add $100 into our tampon fund. We're going to be able to buy so many damn tampons. It's ridiculous. We're going to have a pallet full of tampons. Uh, tampons and cups. Those weirdo cups. Have you seen those things? We talked about it, which I had no idea that it's a it's an actual cup that goes inside of the lady and then it it fills it up like a draught beer and then she has to remove that thing and that you like rinse it out and then you use it again it's like a like a like a k cup that you constantly put like your own coffee into it i'm I think that there could be a thing where like a woman puts it in there and then puts it right in the coffee maker. There you go. That's a, that's a new variation. That's horrible. E-Rock drops, I donate our old tampons to Goodwill. Yeah, it's jokes like that that's going to make you a legend on compound media. Or get you kicked off, you Asshole. Aram says, do you have a women's shelter around GR that you can donate any extras to? Yeah, but I, I, I'm I, pretty sure we'll be able to give those away. All right. Tampons work well as wine stoppers too. I doubt that. Corey suggests that I will be standing there giving away tampons saying, ma'am, how is your flow this month? God damn. Corey says, Eric must be the one asking if they need tampons and he has to ask them if they need the really big ones. Megan refers to the ladies as the period patrol. Okay. So, all right. Thank you as well to Megan for uh, making a graphic that I posted. And uh, I have a, um, a post at the top of my Facebook page. If you could share that so that more people are aware that's all you got to do. If you're on Facebook, it's pinned to the top. It says great food giveaway. All the details are on the graphic. Just share it and then write like, if you know someone in need this holiday season in West Michigan, please share because oh God, it's such a pain in the ass when we start the great food giveaway and there's 10 cars there and then we fill them up full of food and then there's no one there for two hours. I mean, for the end, for the, uh, for God's sake, it's a fucking podcast. Not everybody pays attention to my podcast. I know. I'd like to think that everybody does, but it's true they don't. I was at Bosco's Pub yesterday, and Doug says to me, he goes, Hey, hey I had a couple of here that uh, were asking about you. I go, Oh, yeah? Yeah, they said, they said that uh, they know about your podcast, but there's too many GDs and JCs. You say too many. And I'm like, fucking grow up. Shut up. I go, oh, wow. Yeah, that happens. Occasionally, I'll swear. What type of fucking asshole are you if you're like, oh, no. Those bad words are hurting my ears. Yeah, eat my shit. Holy fuck. How annoying is that? Uh, e says, and maybe some shut the fuck ups. You get all that here. Uh, Ryan says, I love those assholes that then proceeded to go to your sponsors work and complain. Amanda says, you're not taking the Lord's name in vain. You're calling out for the baby Jesus. Um, well, I mean, if you think about it, that's the way I've always looked at it, you know. I mean, people always say, "Oh, you're taking the Lord's name in vain." Well, who decided that? Some pope? Some some here? Some guy here on Earth who made up a rule? I mean, I, generally, it, it's probably. I don't. I don't want to utter it because I don't want to say it out. Like when I'm in front of people, I'll only do it here. Because I can't see the faces. But come on now. Kyle says, it's not the GDs. It's all the, oh no! You sound like Bruce from Family Guy. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say there, Kyle. That sounds super retarded. Aram says, I never understood why swears are bad. But clinical terms for the same thing are okay. I think there's a, it depends on how you are in your Bible lore. I think there's a spot in the Bible that I swear to God actually talks about man will not have a bad mouth or swear. Or uh, It's in here. I'm going to look it up right now. Bible verse on swearing. The top Bible verses about swearing. Okay. In Matthew, chapter 5, verses 33 through 37. Uh, Verse 34 says, But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne. That does not apply. It's not what we're talking about. Or by the earth, for it is is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Doesn't apply. And do not swear by your head, for you not you cannot make even one hair white or black. And maybe that's not what I'm looking for. The Bible on bad language. Focus on the family. This is a great site for all things like this. The Bible has more to say about bad words than we realize. Check out what the Apostle Paul says about the language Christians should use. Now, here's the thing, though. You have to wonder. When the Bible was originally written, it, 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 it wasn't written in a language that we understand. It ha- it's had to be translated over many, many years. And each time there's a new translation, there's some asshole who changes things here, or there. And just a word can mess with the context. Just know that the version you're reading today is not the same version that was first written. For all we know, it may say, uh, thou shall tell people to fuck off when they annoy you. And that could have been changed. Just... Take it with a grain of salt. The Apostle Paul says about the language Christians should use quote, watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps each word a gift. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, Paul's letter to the Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Okay, say only what helps. Each word a gift. Well, if someone's talking too much and I say, shut the fuck up, that does help. Paul also says, quote, there should not be even a hint of sexual sin among you. Don't do anything impure and do not always want more and more. These are not the things God's holy people should do. There must not be any bad language or foolish talk or dirty jokes. They are out of place. Instead, you should give thanks. Let me tell you something right now. There is no fucking way that the original version of the Bible said there should not be any bad language or foolish talk or dirty jokes. I'm sorry. I don't believe that of all the things they've got to worry about, they're going to make time to write there should not be any bad language or foolish talk or dirty jokes if that's the case we are all going to hell and it's going to be all of us telling each other to fuck off focus on the family continues this is great by the way i'm glad i'm glad we discovered this Tyler says, thou shall not make dick jokes. Corey says, the Bible has been changed so many times and sections have been removed when some some pope or whoever didn't like what was in it. For example, there was a whole section about past lives that was removed by some pope in the Middle Ages. Oh, I know. Tayo32 says, if your genitals have been damaged, stay out of church. Quote, he that is wounded in the stones, or half his privy member cut off, shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 1. I can't even tell if that's real or not. The meaning of the words can change. Tracing the history of words to find out why they've been seen as profanity can be interesting, but that information has nothing to do with the way people use the word in modern times. As Christians, we should consider how these words are perceived in our culture today. For example, what do people mean, really mean, when they use the F word? Well, that depends. What are they trying to communicate? How, okay. How, what are they trying to communicate? Um, I usually use bad words to emphasize and for hilarity. So that means it's legit. I can do that. How does it feel when someone says it to you? Uh, it feels uh, good. I that means that they accept me. I love it. Is there any way the F word can build others up? Well, yeah, of course. Like if Kenny, uh, you know, gets ripped and loses loses weight, and all of a sudden he's absolutely rock chiseled. I say, Kenny, you're fucking ripped. You know, I could build him up. That would make him feel good. Does it ever benefit those who hear it when I call Kenny a fuck that benefits people because it's funny to call him that sometimes or anybody. I'm just using Kenny as an example. Like when Kenny says Frank, Wycheck threw a lateral and I'd be like, you're a dumb fuck. No, he didn't. Okay. That's all legit. Focus on the family continues and says profanity is always negative and hurtful. Yeah, bullshit. It says in fact swearing amounts to verbal abuse and Jesus had some important things to say about the seriousness of the issue. See Matthew chapter 5 verse 22. I think we already read that and I didn't I didn't get that out of there. Instead, we should speak positive and encouraging words. The apostle Paul says Quote, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Listen to this. Still not, this is this is totally serious. They write, still not convinced to avoid swearing? Call us for a f- uh, free over-the-phone consultation. 855-771-HELP. Our staff would be happy to talk with you about your question. Uh, What kind of asshole is going to call the swear line? No, uh, and then I forget which one of you said. It might have been Amanda. It was Megan. It says, focus on the family is pretty problematic. Yeah, I think that they are. Aram says, does anyone else remember the show where Eric tried to read a Bible passage at church but butchered it and changed people's names because he thought there were typos? Yeah, I used to do the readings at mass. I do remember that. And uh, I, I was like, this is wrong. And people were like, no, 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 you said it wrong, idiot. All right. Well, that was, uh, that was quite a can of worms that we had to open up there. Did not expect that. Holy cow. All right. I do need to take a break, but before I do that, I want to thank my friends who are watching the show on Facebook, X, and YouTube. Thank you so much for checking out the show. The full thing is available. When you download the Twitch app on your mobile device and, uh, search Eric Zane live, all one word, or if you're on a desktop or laptop or whatever, just go to twitch.tv slash live. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, you can watch the show in its entirety. I have a Patreon podcast that I do when this one gets done, usually go for another 30 or 40, sometimes 50, sometimes an hour. That's where we uh, started to go down the road of Frank Wycheck yesterday because I found out between shows that Wycheck died. This really, really opened up for us. As as much as that, that cheating play opened up for them. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You can try it out for seven days free. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane. All right. Thank you so much. Send you on your way. Facebook and Twitch, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitch. I'm sorry. X, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. If you need to email me, reach out on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. If you would like to help out with great food giveaway for... With tampons. The uh, quickest and easiest way to do it is uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, check out the show notes. There's some links there for us virtually passing the hat. And I just posted the uh, spots where you can um, help out on the live stream. We now have 42 people who have. Drop some money into the hat, totaling four thousand seven hundred and nineteen dollars and twenty one cents forty two of you thank you so much and um yeah, if it's five bucks, that's wonderful. I can't stress this enough if you're like, Oh God, I know he's talking to me, I know he is, I know he is, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you have to. Uh, cancel your Patreon for a month and, uh, throw the money into, into here. You know, if you're, if that's, if that's what you want to break it down to, I I don't give a shit. Um, but, uh, you know, come back please. So we need those, we need those five and $10 donations. Uh, and if everybody did that, who was enjoying the show, we would have even more money. We would have so many tampons that we would be totally filling everybody's car with tampons and then uh, giving tampons away to the women's shelter. The world needs more free tampons for uh, underprivileged people, less fortunate. TM Foster 2 says, Good morning, Easy and all. Is watching without audio. Who are you? I think I've seen you on before. Are you someone we know? Are you incognito? Are you perhaps one of the former Zaniac lurkers who are on here? Cole says maybe Wycheck's ghost is is the one that had the legit lateral against the Bills called back because that dipshit was a mile offside, and Mahomes is a baby. That's right. Patrick Mahomes had that temper tantrum because he did not think that the ref should have called that one guy for lining up in the neutral zone. He had a shit fit right there. Did you see him? That's the one thing you don't want to do is have a shit fit because the the, the uh, uh fucking cameras will capture that and then you're fucked, you know. Everybody gives you shit about it. I don't know who's going to win it all this year. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys, they seem to be playing the best. The Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC seem to be the best. Uh the AFC, you know, the uh, everybody was talking about the Dolphins. But I don't know, man. The Chiefs, I guess. But it's definitely not the asshole Lions. The Lions can fuck off, in my opinion. I've had it. How have they suddenly... When you go that far into the year and play so well and everybody's like, oh, that Ben Johnson, he's drawn up so many great plays and and now... All they did, they had this conservative vibe to them offensively. Uh, Suddenly, Goff is not being protected. Goff is a good quarterback when he has protection. I think any quarterback could be pretty good with protection. Uh, All of a sudden, you got the uh, pocket collapsing around you. This quarterback who moves about as well now as uh, fucking Terry Bradshaw. Uh, Now he is exposed. The Lions are exposed. They're fucked. It's over. Trust me. They're done. Joe, Joe Martinez. Brilliant. He's picked all this shit to happen. He picked all the Michigan shit to happen, that asshole. He picked all this Lions shit to happen. He's right. We must bow down to Martinez. Martinez is our savior. He's been right about everything. Tu madre is a puta. Say it, preach it, my Mexican brother. What? He says Brock Purdy, future Tom Brady. If Joe Martinez says it it's right, you you cannot argue with his success. He talked about Michigan. He talked about how the Lions. The fact that if they're uh, about the whole uh, Thanksgiving is going to be the end of the line and he was right. He's totally right. Joe Martinez, what he says goes, tell me what to believe, Joe Martinez. That is making our very own Linda very, very upset because Joe's so annoying about it, you know, but no, go blue. I say go blue lions suck. Crush them nuts. We bow to no one Harbaugh rules. Lions suck. Beat Alabama. Lions suck. Chris says many of us were right about about that Lions, about the Lions. Yeah, perhaps you weren't on the bandwagon. Harbaugh is your daddy. Yes, he is. I want Harbaugh in my ass. That's what I want. I can't wait until Michigan slaughters Alabama proving once again that Joe Martinez is brilliant, smarter than all of you. That's why we need more Mexicans in the United States. We need more bold, brash Mexicans to come into the United States and do what they do, and that is show us the way. This country would be a lot better off with less white people and more Mexicans. The opening live stream of the show brought to you by Joe Martinez. Tu madre es una puta. A&E, heating and cooling. Joe came by yesterday. Poor guy. I go, yeah, I'll leave the front door open. It wasn't. He had a bang on the door. NFK let him in. Hey, how's it going? Kevin, is I, who the fuck are you? He doesn't know. Jesus. Uh, I guess there's, I don't know what the fucking part is. Some, something's exploded on my furnace. Joe's going to fix it. You got to have a guy. He's the guy. 616-516-8579. He goes, this is not cheap, easy. This is at least a $500 repair. I go, well, Hey, you know, I got to stay warm. Anything heating and cooling goes to the top of the list. You know, it's like you put shit aside and you, 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 whatever the, however the fuck you get the money, you get the money. Cause you don't want to be cold. Thank you, Joe. 616 516 8579. You can still take advantage of the free furnace tune up till the end of December. All you need to do is schedule. Joe takes care of the rest. No money leaves your pocket. 616 516 8579 if you are in West Michigan. How about Impact Power Sports? Online at ImpactPowerSportsMI.com. All the toys you need for all of your fun outdoors hillbilly. Up north adventures. Okay. A lot of people these days are buying these tricked out golf carts. That's like the, it's every, it changes, you know. There was a time when it was motorcycles, there was a time when it was snow machines, there was a time when it was side by sides, there was a time when it was ATVs, UTVs, electric bicycles. They still have all those, but right now the big thing is tricked out golf cart, and they have the best. They are Michigan's newest. Yamaha dealer of golf carts. So Yamaha golf carts, the best in the business last, the longest best quality. And, uh, they're definitely the biggest selection and they can put whatever you want onto the golf cart. I'm serious. People spend more money on their golf carts than they, they do their actual cars. Check out the selection of Yamaha golf carts at impact power sports. Online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Also, I want to mention Dale from Superior Cleaning and Power Washing. Uh, doing a lot of restaurant custodial work these days. Snow plowing and the cleaning of uh, those hoods in the restaurants over where you uh, over where you cook. So if you have a restaurant or you work for a restaurant or you know somebody who owns or works at a restaurant, keep Dale in mind. He is a certified hood cleaner. Uh, and that is actually a thing. Superior cleaning and power washing at 231 740 4098. Call and schedule your estimate today. All right. Tyler says, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 the Michigan football team shall bow to no one. All right, I will be back. Your old pal EZ has to go tinkle. Ben Glaze in here. Ben Glaze uh, wants Alabama to win. I'm basing uh, Michigan, wanting, wanting Michigan to win solely on the scam of Florida State getting bumped out by Alabama. That's why it's just not right. It is not right. Um, Alabama paid a lot of money. Some palms were greased to get in. Florida State won all their games. And they, they were punished for it. Punished for it. And dumb people will say, yeah, but that's not their starting quarterback, so they need to be punished. And I... I, What? Only in college football would this be a thing. Can you imagine if the NFL playoffs were getting ready to start and uh, the starting quarterback for whatever team got hurt and they said, oh, hey, um... Yeah, your 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 team's no good now because you don't have the uh, guy who played most of the year. So, yeah, you're out of the playoffs. That is that is what happened. That actually happened in college football. Can you imagine if they said, "Um, yeah, your football team's in the playoffs." Oh no, wait a minute. Yeah, you played a couple teams that weren't that great, so we're going to take you out of the playoffs this year. That's the other argument that these retarded twats like Ben Glaze have made. What a what a dumb thing. The only thing that Florida State did was took the schedule that was given to them, overcame all obstacles, one like a boss, even when they lost their, their starting quarterback, they still won and they go, well, yeah, but Alabama has paid us a lot of money and we are going to let them in. That's why, that is why I am rooting for Michigan. Thank God for Michigan fan that Alabama cheated its way into the playoffs because no one is talking anymore about Michigan cheating, which they did. They cheated their asses off. Jim Harbaugh himself paid Connor Stallions. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit anymore. Because he served his punishment. And now Alabama cheated. And Florida State got a a butt full of dick. I mean, there's so much dick in Florida State's butt right now. My God. Still can't believe that. I'm still not over it. Uh, Florida State would have had so much time to prepare if they were in the Final Four that their backup quarterback would have been fantastic. It would have been a great game between Florida State and Michigan. It would have been an awesome game. Kyle Ryan, who is gay, he wrote, butt full of dick, that sounds... Wonderful. Yeah, it doesn't sound wonderful to me. That sounds like a lot of work to be able to accommodate a butt full of dick. Ben Glaze says, why isn't Liberty in then, too? They're 13-0. and Well, I I think we need to look at... uh, you know, at the start of that final voting. I don't think Liberty was in the top four. Let's start there with that, with that stupid take that you just had. Okay. All that Florida state did was go backwards for winning all of their games. And that is so not cool. The good news is this all ends now. Okay? Kuypers knows that Ben's joke, not joke, comment, why isn't Liberty in the in there too? They're 13-0-2. That's the first time I've heard that one, and only a dumb fuck like Ben could come up with it. You asshole. Liberty. Come on now. Now you're just being ridiculous. Son of a bitch. You're so annoying. Now you're... You're so annoying now that you're you've got you've been Bolinified on uh, whatever that show is that you're on, Awkward Talk and Sports. Well, anyway, we shall see. I don't even know how I got onto this topic. I think I was reading your comments again, which is always a problem. Last night at Bosco's Pub. It doesn't happen that often, but uh, we're getting close to the time of the evening when we're thinking about uh, uh, wrapping it up, closing down for the night. Door opens. Two guys walk in. That's fine. Whatever. They're gonna they're gonna have a drink, and uh, one guy's gonna get something to eat. The one guy orders a burger and some onion rings. Get him the food. And then we realize he's fucked up to begin with. He like walked in fucking drunk. He's got a drink. And then he gets a, it must've really hit, hit him when he sat down because he gets an onion ring and he's just staring at it. Like, like this. And he's a, and he's kind of half passed out. And, and, Wow. We caught we uh we got wind of this and Doug's like, no more. Don't, don't, don't serve him. No more. I thought to myself, what an awkward thing to have to say to the guy, yeah, um, uh, we can't serve you. Holy shit. Um He ends up stumbling away. I don't know how the fuck he got home. Damn it. Uh, But so then people start rolling in. Typically, we're like finishing up the night at like 915. By 930, the joint is jumping. It's like that, uh, the fucking uh, uh, bar scene in the movie Roadhouse before Dalton starts cleaning the place up. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to take forever to get me out of here. And it did. It did. It was a late night for easy. And then I drank. I drank way too much. Way too much Sprite. That's about as hard as I can drink is Sprite. And I was up every, I don't know, 45 minutes last night. I see a map, a map. Damn it. I see a nap, map, map, nap, nap in Easy's future today. Son of a bitch. I can't even talk. Okay. Uh, Over the weekend, you may have heard, I didn't talk about it because, I don't know, just not something I wanted wanted to get into, but there's a baseball player who's the best player in baseball, Shohei Otani from Japan. He's an absolute beast. He can hit the shit out of the ball, and he's a pitcher. So he's a lights-out pitcher, terrific pitcher, and uh, he got injured, though, this year. They had to, like, rebuild his elbow, one of those deals. And he's not going to pitch next year. He's just going to be a designated hitter while that arm recovers. And despite that, he will be able to pitch again uh, down the road. But um, he's a free agent or was a free agent. So, um, you know, he's, he's going to go on to another team and, you know, test the free agency. And he he signed with the team over the weekend uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So he goes from the Los Angeles Angels uh, to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The largest contract for any sports figure in United States history. No one has made more. Will make more money than Shohei Ohtani. And if any of you spoil my story because there was a, uh, uh, a, a M Night Shyamalan twist on this. I will, I will ban the shit out of you if you, if you spoil my story on the uh, on the live stream chat. I got my eye on you. So Otani signed a um, seven hundred million dollar contract, seventy million a year for ten years. Uh, no other athlete in the history of sports in America has ever made more. If you broke that down, $70 million a year by game. That means per game, he's going to make 432000 per game. If he's up to bat four times in a game this next year, that is $108,024 per at bat. I called resident Dodger baseball fan, Mike ball to talk about it. He goes, yeah, but that's a lot of money. That is, you know, he was kind of like, you know, uh, still good for the Dodgers because he's an international superstar. So they'll be able, the Dodgers will be able to market him and make a lot of money off him, but it doesn't really, I don't know how conducive it is to the team because they've put all their money into one player. 70 million a year. Then the news broke last night that Otani who wants to win so badly, he said to the Dodgers, I don't want your money. Your money is no good. Keep 98% of your money. Well, 97% of your money and pay me when I'm an old man in my fifties or sixties. Shohei Otani has deferred, 97% of the money that he's going to make 700 million till the years in between the years, like 2035 to 2045, instead of 70 million a year, he's going to make $2 million a year. And after taxes in California and the taxes and all the luxury fees he pays, In all the other cities, because you have to, if you earn it in those cities, you have to pay city taxes and shit like that. He's probably going to bring home and and agent fees next year. His salary in his pocket is probably going to be about (laughs) $600,000. So he basically said, I'm going to play for you but i don't want to break the bank so you can get more good players and it's like he doesn't need the money now otani makes close to 50 million a year now in endorsements oh my god this is incredible so now the dodgers can spend whatever they want on more good players if they don't win, if the Dodgers manage to fuck this up and not win, um that's going to heads are going to roll. Kent says was that the spoiler? Yes, it was. The fact that he has deferred all of his money, nearly all of his money. Kent says, can I talk about the other thing? I don't know what that is, Kent. What is it? What is the other thing? That's all I know about Shohei Ohtani. Is that not enough? There's more? (laughs) Okay. I'm just hearing of it now. Kent says the Simpsons predicted it. Let me look that up. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a TikTok video that supposedly covers it. This
1: Will the Simpsons the predict game. this one, too?
0: Will the Simpsons... All right, hang on a second here. I want to see this. Everything's slower because my mouse is... I've really been having some issues with this mouse. I don't know what
1: it is. Let's predict this one too.
0: I don't think this is what I'm looking for. I don't know. I I do not have verification that the Simpsons actually predicted this. That's the rumor. If that's the case, I got to see that. If you can find it, send it along. But I don't seem to have it in front of me now. Uh, but spectacular that this guy did this. I cannot believe it. The Dodgers announced it yesterday. Giving up 97% of his cash in deferred money which is 680 million. It'll be paid to Otani between, between 2034 and 2043. So that's 20 years from now. I don't know how old the guy is. He'll be in his late forties or his fifties. I'm guessing he's about 30 now. Who knows? The deferrals were Otani's idea a source close to the situation said motivated largely by the thought of helping the Dodgers sign other players and made easier by his massive off the field earnings. The Los Angeles Dodgers were believed to make more than 20 million annually off that same marketability towards his tenure there. So they're going to make a lot of money too. Jesus. I'm wondering if, uh, the league at some point is going to make this something that you cannot do because the Dodgers have an unbelievable advantage over the rest of the league now and that's not fair. That's what baseball has come to here is you uh, you have you you're, you're lucky enough to get to get this guy who has enough money to be able to do this. he takes a deferred payment. And now the Dodgers can go ahead and stack the deck. That doesn't seem like it's in the spirit of competition to me. Um, the Dodgers' competitive balance tax payroll, Otani's cost towards the Dodgers' competitive balance tax payroll, which typically uses the average annual value of contracts. In this case, seventy million, but discounts deferred money will be about forty-six million after each season. That puts the combined costs of Otani, Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts towards the CBT payroll at somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 million annually. The luxury tax threshold sits at 237 million in 2024. The collective bargaining agreement between the players and baseball does not limit does not place a limit on the amount of money that can be deferred but teams have to set aside the present day value of the deferred money in Otani's case, around 44 million in cash cash each year. I can't read in an escrow account. So they have to take the money, put it into an escrow. So the money's coming out of their pocket, but it doesn't count against what they can spend on other players. So they're gaming the system is what they're doing. They they probably never worked that into the collective bargaining agreement because they go, well, none of these players are going to do that. These greedy fucks. No one's actually going to go ahead and defer their money. And then Otani does just that. God damn. Yeah, um... So now what you should do is you should basically uh, hate the Los Angeles Dodgers because of them gaming the system, bringing in the best player in baseball, and then uh, fucking everything up. Kyle says, well, not always true. Look at the Yankees and the Mets. They spent a ton of money, and both teams came in last place. Tyler says not only is he a phenomenal pitcher and hitter, but he's also a great general manager. Donut dances don't hate the player, hate the game. Oh, absolutely, it's it's bullshit. But it is, it, and, that's, and it is, it's it's absolute bullshit that the Dodgers can do that, and now they're gonna kick everybody's ass this year. My God, you know who's happy about it? The world famous Mike Ball. Thank you to Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric St. Show podcast. If you, uh, excuse me, need anything done to repair your current setup, either at work or at home, your desktop, your laptop, call upon Blue Frost IT. Perhaps you need to upgrade your tech get a 30 minute complimentary consultation for what you need in the workplace. This type of work is done all the time at blue frost it, because if you go ahead and just start buying stuff at Best Buy or whatnot, that is a bad, bad deal because you might buy too much, too little or not the right thing. You need a 30 minute complimentary consultation with blue frost it. Reach out today, 616-200-8550. That's 616-200-8550 for Blue Frost IT. Can't forget about Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. Frank is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. He can help you with everything involving Obamacare, Social Security, Medicare, Uh, Planning for your retirement, life insurance, any type of insurance that you need, Frank can help. And from anywhere in the U.S., the thing to do is make an appointment with Frank for any of the things that I just mentioned. Go to buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com, and get started today. Mention EZ, and off you go. Frank can help you with anything. He is an ally. And the best part about Frank is he's a sponsor that you will not pay any money to. He gets you in policies. Uh, A lot of companies that he gets you into their policies are great policies, but they don't have uh, big money to spend on marketing like Allstate or Liberty or whatever the fuck. Uh, They have a lot of money to spend on marketing. The insurance companies that Frank deals with, give you better coverage than any of those big boys, but they don't spend a ton of cash on marketing. They rely on the licensed independent insurance agent broker to sell their products for them. That's how I got my insurance. I uh, ended up going with a company called Frankenmuth. They're fantastic. Frank gave me the options, spelled it out for me and off I go. Buyinsurancehere.com. Thank you to Frank. Okay, we have an issue here in beautiful West Michigan where there is a potential problem of uh, school violence. Now, imagine this. Your kid goes to a high school and somebody leaves a cryptic or not so cryptic message on school property that a school shooting is imminent. What would you do? I was talking about this, uh, with some folks at Bosco's yesterday. And I mean, it's, it's fresh on everybody's mind considering the fact that Ethan Crumbly was just, um, uh, what do you call it? Sentenced to life in prison and all those unbelievably, Emotional moments when those friends and family of those deceased from the Oxford shooting, you know, did their uh, victim statements uh, just before sentencing. Well, uh, in Granville, Michigan, not far from here, like one community over, uh, the parents received a letter that someone wrote a message on a toilet seat inside a bathroom. That said, it was predicting what was going to happen. It said, the shooting on Friday, December 15th is no one's fault. Today is the 12th. So that's saying, hey, December 15th, this school is getting shot up and it's no one's fault. Okay. Okay. That actually happened. School leaders say Granville police were contacted immediately following the incident. The letter says multiple students came forward to express their concerns to school leaders after the message was found. Leaders told parents that the incident was likely a prank. I'm not sure how you can uh, deduce that. I think if you're a school leader in this day and age and you you suggest that that is likely a prank, you should have to follow that up with why you think it is and then share that information. I'm curious as to what makes you think it was a prank. Because if they can't say anything tangible, they can't say that it's likely a prank. A more reasonable response would be, we have no idea if this is credible or not. You know, there was a time when if you said you're going to homeschool your kids, people looked at you and raised an eyebrow like, oh boy, you're going to raise a kid who's a jackass and ridiculous and, uh, uh, you, you know, complete loser. That, that, that's what the way it was. um, not so much these days. I was talking with uh, the young lady at uh, Bosco's, Doug's daughter, about this thing. And she goes, I would just leave my kids home. I go, yeah. And I, I go, you know, and that that's, it used to be uh, homeschool kids were oftentimes um, stereotyped, But I think there's something to be said. Can you imagine if you're a, uh, a young family and uh, if you just went and implemented this? if there's a will, there's a way, let's say mom. Number one has five more mom friends and they all agree to homeschool their kids. And, um, so you've got five kids, five moms and they like, uh, you know, what, what is that? There's a saying about, uh, many hands makes for light work. So basically, you've got five moms who are following with the state curriculum because there's some protocols in place that you have to do to homeschool and there's some testing. It's, uh, that seems very uh, appealing to me if I'm a young family. Even if it's just two moms with two kids. Hell, one mom with one kid. If I were raising young kids these days, I think that that has to seriously be looked at and we may start to see this more and more where parents completely remove their kids from school. That is no longer something that you have to uh, mock. You know, it's a booger eating homeschool. We know what happens with homeschooled kids. You know, uh, just, remove them completely. I think it's, uh, I think it's definitely worth it. I mean, even if this is quote, likely a prank, just the anxiety of these, the the poor kids and the parents and the teachers. It's just, it's too much. It seems something that was, uh, no one would consider in the past should be considered now because um, you know, just, you just don't want to deal with it, man. I mean, holy fuck. Ben says, I'm probably going to homeschool my, co- my kid. I would. Yeah, absolutely. Just figure it out. You know, you'll be parents. Will go, oh, what are we going to do with one income? You'll figure it out. Just do it. Don't ask questions. Just do it. Ben says, take the kids out of school till something is done. Ben, we're going to make a goddamn morning talent out of you yet. Here you are with all these um, uh, one-sentence bombs that you're dropping. First, it's about Alabama. And now it's this. When you write it, it doesn't sound retarded. When you say it, it does. So if we could just get the words that you say, like the line, take the kids out of school till something is done. That's perfect. Now, if you actually spoke it, it would be, yeah. uh, Take the uh, uh, kids uh, uh, out of uh, school till something is done. That's how it would come out of your out of your uh, mouth. Tyler says my kids won't be going to school for some time. My grandson is homeschooled. One of them, not the uh, the uh, the older one. Grayson goes to a uh, a uh, charter school. small classrooms that's better than than like public school in my opinion that has the less opportunity less chance for something vile to happen if i'm understanding statistics chris says i know my kid would be having a sick day on friday linda says i'd keep my kid out the whole week donut dances load the school with cops that day. This is similar to a bomb threat that are called in all the time at stores and such. Uh, Kenny thinks that Ben's comment about, I'm probably going to homeschool my kid. Is there a baby on the way already? Ben? Tyler says, will these moms also have OnlyFans pages like regular teachers? Well, they could. There'd be no problem. They can do whatever they want. Donut Dan says, bomb threats to colleges during finals week go up dramatically as kids try to use it as a way to get out of exams that they are not prepared for. I am guessing Friday is the last day of school before winter break. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't wanna I don't wanna uh poo-poo uh threats on schools. I I I don't know if that's that's a fair thing. I, I I wouldn't do that. I know they won't over there. I'm telling you, I'd be a great teacher. I would love to do that, teach my kids. I'll never forget how I actually when Jim was young, I had to teach Jim math. And I was like, oh my God. And he just wasn't getting it. And I was like, what the fuck? Talk about pulling your hair out. Maybe I wouldn't be so good at teaching. Maybe if I had the mentality that I do now, back then when he was young. Back then, I was much more aggressive at everything. You know? I still hadn't gotten a lot of the rage out of me. I'm much less prone to rage now because I'm older, you know? I mean, that happened. You fucking cool out a little bit. Uh, Stevie says, this is exam week at Grand Rapids Community College. Uh, Adding to Dan, probably GVSU 2 break starts Friday. Uh, Of course, but we're talking about high school. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the schedule is at the high school. All I know is that there was a threat made and now um uh, the school has to pick up the pieces the incident is under investigation school leaders say that they are adding additional staff on hand as a precautionary measure yeah i don't know man i don't know what that does if you bring in more staff i mean if i'm if i'm running the school I would say if I was the superintendent of Granville schools and you were faced with this and you said, yeah, it's likely a prank, but you don't give anybody any tangible reason to believe that. You're just saying it was likely a prank. And then you say, yeah, it's likely a prank. We're going to bring in some more staff. Yeah, staff's supposed to, you know, see if somebody's throwing food in the lunchroom. Staff's going to, you know, see if somebody has a, a hall pass. Or go clean up puke in the hallway. If I run Granville schools, my comment is, we don't know what happened here. We're not sure what. We are hiring a security firm who is heavily armed and will be installing metal detectors immediately to make sure that nothing is brought into the school. Again, if there's a will, there's a way. And if a teacher, or educator says, well, how are we going to afford that? Well, that who gives a fuck G- run up a credit card. Don't worry about it. We'll worry about the money later. You can't worry about that shit. You either got to cancel the fucking school until this is sorted out and get a goddamn metal detector in there with armed security or don't have school. Those are your options. It was the mentality, like what they did at Granville, like I'm telling you right now, that led to Oxford. All of that, ah, well, it could be, but I don't know, shrug, go on back to class, bang, 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 dead kids. I don't like it when I see leaders telling parents that the incident was likely a prank. And you know that how can you give us an example? And since there's nothing of that in the story, clearly they're just saying it. They don't know. Fuck that. My kids not going to your school. Ben Glaze, with another Ben take, says all schools should have metal detectors and guards. How can you get it out written in such a concise, amazingly excellent way? And then when you say it, I have to punch the words out of you. K.O. 32 says a few family members work in education. Charters have zero standards for accountability. Kids that transfer to public from charter are often years behind their peers. Okay. Ben says my friend's kid goes to a small Catholic school and a kid got caught with a gun in their backpack. Donut Dan says schools are mostly soft targets, and people know that guns are not allowed. A school resource officer helps, but it is still not a solid answer. Good guys with guns are always the answer. Look at Uvalde. Yeah, I can't tell what you mean by that because there was a lot of people with guns outside of the school who like didn't go in. Tyler adds some levity. What they need to do is gather up all the quiet weirdo kids and contain them all in a room while their backpacks, lockers are searched. Yeah, and we know what he's talking about there. The kid who looks like he doesn't go outside, greasy hair, doesn't take care of himself, zits, greasy skin, doesn't bathe, stinks. Uh, Him. Yeah. You need to actually hold up a picture of uh, Ethan Crumbly and say, Do you have any kid in your school that looks like this? If you do, round them up like Japanese people after uh, World War, after Pearl Harbor happened. Fuck. Tyler says, Lure them in with promises of Dungeons and Dragons or Call of Duty. Today's equivalent of golf kids. Yes. Round up those weirdos and uh, have at it. You know who you never see shooting up a school? The captain of the fucking football team. The center on the basketball team. The badass bitch on the field hockey uh, field. Field hockey field. Girl on soccer team. Swim champ. This is the way I do it. At the Eric Zane public school of Eric Zane, all kids must play sports. If you don't play sports, you cannot go to the school. The Eric Zane charter school of academic excellence. All kids must be in sports. If you were to do, I was just reading about this as research. It's is true. I was doing a uh, research project on all school shootings in America. And not one school kid who shot up a school was on any sort of team. That's why we need sports in school. We need more jocks. Donut Dan round them up like the homeless when China comes to San Francisco for a week. I didn't know that happens. Uh, Tyler says, e-sports don't count either. No, no, no. In fact, you have regular sports, and then you say, and for those of you who don't like sports, we've got e-sports. So then all the crumbly kids will play those, and then we just grab them. We grab them, and then they're at the bottom of a lake somewhere. We don't. Ha- That's how you do this. Chris says, kids that don't get laid don't shoot up schools. Yes. All right. Those are all some ridiculously awesome comments. I appreciate your help in adding some levity to my potential school shooting segment coming up Friday. Now, let me tell you this if they go to school and then that school gets shot up Friday, motherfucker, can you imagine? how the shit is going to uh, roll downhill. Dan says, in order to round up these school shooter kids, host a Comic-Con in the gym, and then you can round them up that way, Ben suggests get hookers for all kids who don't play sports. So Ben's school would allow those kids who don't play sports, but hookers have to have sex with them. That is a better plan than just saying we think it's a prank. Granville, if they said we have some options, the options are metal detectors and armed guards and free pussy for nerd dork kids. Uh, That I think would all apply that I can get behind. Then I would allow my kid to go to school. I didn't get, I did not get laid. In high school. It wasn't until I went to college. I was probably like. um, One bad day of beating off away. From shooting up my school. It's entirely possible. Now. My senior year. I was able to get my hand on some titties. The chick who used to deliver our newspaper. The Detroit News. um, Her name was Carolyn. I don't want to say her last name. Because. Because. I know that her sister-in-law listens to this. Well, she's going to know anyway. But Carolyn, um, huge titties. And we're at a hotel room having a party. And we're drinking our asses off. We're both shit-faced. And that was the first uh, easy, I mean, her titties were sweaty too. And I'll never forget it because she her tits stunk. Um because I was able to touch the titties under the bra and then what do I do the second she goes all right that's enough come on all right yeah okay sounds good you know no means no i want to i want to respect that. Uh the makeout session ends and then i sniff my hand. And my hand smelled so bad. This is you know 1987 88 tits sweat incident it was bad it's like this chick does not wash her tits it was a bad experience you're required by law to sniff your hand the second you touch boobs or even more sinister Linda says, great. I have to go upstairs now where the TV is playing the podcast and my son is probably sitting there. I pray I turn the volume down. <laughs> How did we get to this point in the podcast? This is so ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is the only show where we can talk about the seriousness of a potential school shooting and end it talking about tit sweat, about bad smelling tits. I mean, we've heard about bad smelling, uh, ladies genitalia. Like where the babies fly out. I mean, I mean, you can kind of, of course there's going to be a little bit of a, you know, Stink involved from time to time. It happens. There's a lot going on down there. Same thing with dudes. But stinky tits? Are you kidding me? How do you how, how do you make your tits stink? That was unfortunate. Well, anyway, oh, I know why I was talking about. It was moments like that that kept me from becoming a school shooter. Thank God that Carolyn had giant knockers. All right. Boy, I'm glad these sponsors are thankful that they uh, support the show. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. An unbelievable staff over there. You can get a mortgage from anywhere in the U.S. So no matter where you're listening to this podcast right now, Either the audio podcast or the live stream or the replay of the live stream, whatever. When you are ready to get pre approved for a mortgage, you must call the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Have them roll out the red carpet for you. Call 231 332 6505, NMLS number 3035. Now, whether this is your first mortgage, and that's an exciting time, but you got a lot of anxiety. You're wondering, what the hell? I have so many questions. How do I do this? How do I do that? Oh my God. I keep hearing about this bad interest rate. Uh, forget all that. Don't jump to any conclusions. Have Mario handle it for you to see if he can get you into the loan that you need to get your first home. How about that? You hear that, Ben Glaze? 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505. The quicker you get your own home, the quicker you can have kids and homeschool your kids. Easy says yes to homeschooling. 231 332 6505 The Grand Rapids Gold basketball team. Now, they're not in action till January 2nd. So you got some time. That's uh, when the next game happens because they get time off for the holidays in the G League. So there you go. Get your tickets at grandrapidsgold.com. Wow, so much fun. I want to see you at a Gold basketball game. $2 beers, $2 dogs. You got Big Drew. You remember him from 96.1? He was on the radio, uh, Big Drew and Jim. He is our in-stands PA guy. He's on the court. He's in the stands. He's just awesome. Uh, so you got Big Drew. You got Buckets throwing out free T-shirts. Grand Rapids Gold are the G League affiliate to the NBA champion, uh, Denver Nuggets. That is awesome. The best organization in basketball, GrandRapidsGold.com for tickets. Now, the Grand Rapids Gold used to be affiliated with the Detroit Pistons and the Pistons said, fuck you. We're taking the affiliation and moving it to Detroit. So the gold had to figure something out. They did. They got affiliated with the nuggets who are NBA champs and the rest is history. The Detroit team changed their name from grand Rapids drive to motor city cruise. And the motor city cruise may be better than, Than the parent club, the Detroit Pistons. Yesterday, the Pistons were taken on Indiana. They went into the game on a 19 game losing streak. Make it 20. They lose again. That is incredible. Imagine that if you're one of those players, you start the year, two wins and one loss. Like you win one, then you lost one, then you won another one. You're two and one at the start of the season, 20 games later, you still have two wins. Holy shit. Now they were on a, they were in a, in a list of, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There were nine teams. In the history of basketball that had lost 19 games, they were tied with all those teams. Now they move up one to be in a tie with one, two, three, four, five, counting them, six teams that have lost 20. If they lose again, they will tie their own team record for losses in a row. But that record that of 21... Is not consecutive. It was over the back half of one season and the front half of another season. So it was split. So it's not the same. But it just so happens that that team happens to be the 79, 80, 80, 81 Detroit Pistons. But if the Pistons lose their next game, they will be tied for 21 losses in a row with themselves. And then the next milestone is 23 games. The all-time record for consecutive losses in one year in a row is 26. They are sniffing the record. One team lost 28, again, the end of one season, the start of another. Lost the last 10 games of the 2014-15 season, the 76ers, and then they lost 18 in a row to start the next season. Come on, Pistons! That is so fucking cool. I'm actually excited. I'm not even mad. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. Overall record two wins, 21 losses. astonishingly, the Washington Wizards are three and 19 and the Sun uh, the San Antonio Spurs are 3-19. and 19. They've lost 17 in a row. And the Spurs have that Victor Wembenyama. That might even be more impressive because he's supposed to be awesome. He can't be that great. Or is he really surrounded by that many shitty players? God damn, is that awesome. I don't watch. I just follow along. Tyler says the road, the road to 28 continues. Go Pistons. Motor city cruise. No more like good morning. Nope.
1: The motor city man, man.
0: That'd be something if they called themselves a more Z man, man,
1: the motor city, man, man.
0: Uh, that clip is taken from the motor city, man, man. When, uh, Tyler, the producer on BBL, he would show up to work. I didn't know it at the time, but I found out later that there was a lot of um, things in his system that shouldn't be in your system when you are near a microphone.
1: The Motor City Man-Man. I you
0: don't know what it is with Don. He's got a very serious look to his face. Uh, well, what? Well, yes, yes, young man. The Motor City Man-Man. Did you just call him Motor City Man-Man? <laughs> don't. I, I, did you take some, some, uh, some, some uh, roof lawn before you? I, I, I don't know what it is about you. Is some degree of slurring going on? Perhaps some pie-eyed look. Mm. He was hammered. He was fucked up. Tyler says, just refer to him as Doan. Do not refer to him uh, by Tyler. I don't want to be connected to him. Every now and then I'll get a message from Doan
1: the Motor City Man
0: Man and he's always like I've got big plans I'm, he, one time he said to me he was going to buy Cumulus Media he's going to be the owner of Cumulus another time he, I got the old oh my god I'm, I'm starting a podcast network I need, I need this can you help me and every time I go that's great or yeah of course and I never hear from him again so he's always got these big giant plans I'm going to be a NASCAR driver. Oh, yeah? You're going to be good. Keep it up. So fucked up. Holy shit. All right. Any uh, nominations for asshole of the day? I know. I think I know who it's going to be. And I'm sure a lot of you are going to nominate uh, this group for asshole of the day. Kenny says about Doan, I, I believe he was in D.C. on January 6th. I don't doubt it. Did you see him? He stands out. You know, he's got pale skin, bright red hair. That's a place you don't want to have your red hair showing uh, January 6th when you're uh, trying to overthrow the government. Uh Tyler says, wasn't he like a campaign manager for some local politician at 1.2? I think so. I think I remember that. Uh, Yesterday's asshole of the day was me for some reason. Don't remember why. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Uh, He partnered with any old Joe to buy radio stations, says Kent. Kenny says, meeting time. Have a great day, everyone. Don't you want to see Asshole of the Day? Okay. Any guesses? TC Paintball's Asshole of the Day is... Granville High School. For including that they think it's just a prank with no information to back that up as to why they think it's a prank that anyone would write a message about a school shooting getting set to happen on December 15th we could also add nominees anyone who sends their kid to school these days please consider homeschooling my my money is on homeschooling give your kid the best chance of survival Absolutely insane that we have to live like this. Okay, folks, thank you so much. I'll be on Patreon with you, and I can't wait to talk to you as always. Till next time, have a good one. Bye bye.